Welcome to the podcast of the First Baptist Church of Tryon. I'm Jeff Harris. I'm the pastor here at First Baptist, and I'm grateful for you joining us today. I must say, podcast might be a bit of a stretch because really this is our weekly sermon, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this week's sermon. I will give one word of warning, though, especially to those of you who are driving. Sermons um, from time to time tend to put people to sleep, so if you're driving, be real careful. We don't want you to fall asleep, because we'd love to have you tune in next week. (laughs) I hope you enjoy this week's sermon, although enjoy is really not the intended outcome of a sermon, but I am grateful that you took the time to listen, and I hope you have a great week. I'll catch you next week. Welcome. It's good to see you. It's good to be together on this, the second Sunday after Pentecost. I want to read our text this morning. It's the epistle text. It's from Romans 5. Hear these words. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We boast in our sufferings, or as some translate it, we rejoice in our sufferings. That has an interesting ring to it. It, it catches your attention, at least it does mine when I'm reading through there. We, we, we boast in our sufferings. We, we, we rejoice in our sufferings. I mean, how can you rejoice in suffering? Bones McKinney, who used to coach at Wake Forest, whenever he would hear someone say to him, say, you know, after a loss, they would say, well, you know, Bones, you can, you can learn a lot from losing. <laughs> McKinney's response to that was, well, you know, I'd just as soon win and be ignorant. <laughs> I think I'm with you, Bones. <laughs> I think most of us are, are with you, right? We just as soon win and be ignorant. Maybe there's some things we just soon not know. I don't have to know everything. I'll just be ignorant. I just as soon not suffer. In fact, I I, I think I'd make a trade. I, I I would I would if I could forego suffering, I'd trade and have a little bit less endurance and maybe even a little bit less character and possibly even a little bit less hope if I could get through without suffering. 
but that's not how it works, is it? We don't have a choice. If you live long enough, suffering will come your way. In fact, the more fully that you live and the more fully that you love, the more that you open yourself up to suffering. It is important to note, though, that the message here that Paul's writing is, is not that Paul and his readers rejoiced because they were suffering. That's not what the text says. But rather, they are rejoicing in the midst of suffering. Suffering does not produce rejoicing or boasting but the point that Paul is making is that even suffering cannot squash joy, cannot squash our hope. And in this sense, I think it's deeply true that, that suffering, hardship, difficulty, it, it often produces endurance and Endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. Hope does not disappoint us. At least, not if our hope is placed in the right thing, or to say it more accurately, not if our hope is placed in the right one. Because the human story is one of progress and regress. Too often, I think naively, we think it's just a story of progress. <laughs> but it's not. The human story is one of beauty and tragedy. Because that's who we are. We, we are created in the image of God. And we are capable of great good, and yet we are also broken, fallen, sinful, and capable of unimaginable evil. And this isn't true for just some people. As if, you know, there are some people who are good, and there are some people who are bad. That's too often how we frame it, but that's not it. You see, it's a universal condition because it's true for every last one of us. You'll never meet a person for whom this isn't true. Now, yes, I know, there are some folks who are amazingly good people. They are so kind and generous and loving, but, but there are no perfect people. And I also know some folks who are so reprehensible, so callous, so cruel, and yet these folks are still people for whom Christ died. And that is our hope. You see, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ didn't die for us because we got our act together. <laughs> Christ didn't die for us because we said, well, we'll do better. Or, yeah, I'll, I'll try harder. I promise we won't do it again. No, we, we'll get it right this time. No, that, that's not how that works. 
Christ died for us because God loves us. That's, that's it. That's the whole gospel in a nutshell. And God's love is so stubborn, <laughs> relentless. You see, God created the world so that we might reflect God's love and glory in this world, except that's not quite actually what we do. At least not most of the time. And yet, God doesn't quit. God doesn't give up on us. God desires that we love each other. And that we treat each other justly. And that we do what is right. That we show mercy. That we extend grace. That we walk with humility. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That, that's it. That's the whole thing. That's the good news. God's love for us frees us and empowers us to, to, to be a different kind of people. Most of the time we somehow get this backward though. We think if we will do all these things, if we will check all these boxes, then finally we'll be worthy and God will love us and we'll be worthy and other people will love us and they will embrace us. And that's not how it works. The order in which we understand these things is so important. And I don't think I ever heard a sermon specifically saying this when I was growing up. But I was convinced that the order was, it started with me. That, you know, get my act together, be good, do all the things I'm supposed to do, and then somehow God will love me. And that's the antithesis of the Christian story. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And if we allow this love to change us, if we trust in this love, if we really believe that God loves us, then maybe, just maybe, we will believe that God also loves other folks just as much as God loves us. And if God loves these other folks just as much as God loves us, then maybe we will treat them accordingly. Suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope, hope does not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Spirit. That is the hope in which the world is redeemed and reconciled. That is the hope in which we live and long to live in you.
May that hope bind you up and may that hope send you out full of love for all people. Through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.